G'day Trendsetters, welcome to episode 570 of the Transmove podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com. Send me through an email, tim at trainsmooth.com. If you want to follow my training, jump on through to coronavirus.com. Yeah, it's nice and simple. If you I blog on trainsmooth.com on how the greatest in the world trains and prepare for their big races, and on coronavirus.com, that's how I, I blog about my own training. If you guys are remotely interested. Now... Today's I'm time restrained at the moment, so I'm trying to do as many podcasts as I can um, in a short window. So I'm not going to bore you to tears with with little stories, but I will say today's question comes from Brendan, who in my I'm trying to work out times here. He's probably awake, either heading to transition or he's in transition, getting his bike ready or Smickers man, and he's about to do an Ironman. Who's um, He's been training really well, and he's going to have a cracker of a day, I'm sure. So he's, he sent me through in a half a dozen questions. During he, he had too much time up his sleeves during taper, and so he sent me through a half a dozen questions for the podcast, which that's what I love about him. And so he's going to have some, going to be hearing my voice a little bit during his during his um, recovery period. But I'm sure he's going to have a cracker of a day. He's got a question relating to heat adaptation. How to train and prepare for a race in the heat or even cold climate, especially if your normal temperatures is different to the race there is... Oh, and then he goes straight into another question. So, um, there, there's a there's a few, few different ways to do it. Um, uh, bef- before I go into it, let me tell you a little story. I said I was wasn't going to tell you a story, but here I am telling a story. I <laughs> now you guys know I don't like to talk about myself. It, it, I just don't. But just I'll make this. Um, I'll just do it this once. I think it was two thousand and I having a think here. Two thousand and eighteen ish. I was doing Iron Man cans. Yeah, every year prior, um, it was always cool but it was strong always strong winds up there but it was uh, um raining every it was either drizzly or raining every single year without fail and um and and it's one of those it's a strange course because out of the 180 k bike ride 120 of its headwind and 60 of its tailwind and the last 60 k of it is all headwind but every year it was without fail um raining and in my head i was prepared mentally for rain and a bit bit on the cooler side and i thought this is going to be perfect for me i'm coming from tassie winter this is just getting it's going to be perfect not one part of me thought it was going to be hot up there and i just and i and i thought i was fitter than what i was which also doesn't help but if you're super fit no matter the conditions it's going to be a whole lot better but I, I wasn't as fit as I thought I was, and I wasn't, and I wasn't prepared for the heat. And I remember, um, in the marathon, I'm I'm running, and I'm just. It was all right when I was running in the headwind. I, fe- I felt good. I had, you know, felt felt okay. But as soon as I hit that tailwind, I just became so hot, and I'm just crazy hot, and I couldn't get it. Couldn't, you know, do anything. And I remember seeing my wife on the course, and I actually stopped for some reason. I said, 
it's bloody hot. And, and, you know, she said words, you know, encouraging words like, come on, get going. And and it was about three Ks after that or two Ks after that, I collapsed. And um, I didn't pass out because I was still with it, but I, but I, but I collapsed at a, a little aid station. It, it was brutally hot. Anyway, um but I just, it, that came down mostly to a mental thing. I wasn't mentally prepared for it. I'm a real, real huge believer. It was shortly after that, I think it was, is I started doing a lot of reading on Buddhist monks and how mentally tough they are and um, and how strong their, their head is, if you allow it to be. And I remember I'd be doing these... Um, visualization sessions and i could visualize stuff before it could happen it's similar to what um i remember conor mcgregor was saying once when he was asked when he won his two championship titles or it might have been one his first championship title i forget which one it was and they go how does it feel is you know is it, it comes to a surprise and he says it's familiar it feels familiar i've visualized this so many times it has a familiar feeling to it and i remember i'd be there just visualizing um you know, it'd be minus four outside, and I'd be visualising waking up. It'd be super cold. I could just stepping out of bed, going into the bathroom, and then going upstairs, having breakfast, and walking. You know, putting all my bike gear on, and I'm cold, and it's super cold. And I'll be walking outside, and it's super cold out there. And I'm starting to ride, and my and and I could feel the cold, and my my and I could vi- I could fully visualise even my drink bottle freezing up, and that happens. And um, and you, you know when your drink bottle freezes up and you have got to bang it on your top tube to break all the ice to drink, you you know you're in a in a cold environment. And I could visualise that. And then then all of a sudden the next morning I start doing it and it all looks for me and it was nowhere near as tough as what it was. I also remember visualising um, one year at Coles Bay Half being brutally hot on that beach and because most of that run um out of the 21 k's of that race 16 k's of it's on on the beach or thereabouts and i I remember just thinking you know visualizing how hot it was and then i go out and do it do it it was a beautiful day and but yet across the finishing line everyone's complaining about how hot it was and i think i didn't didn't witness that whatsoever and so i do think visualization and the power of your mind is by far the most important thing um, if you can get that right um, v- and really deeply visualize and i'm not talking about visualizing you so oh, i'm crossing the finishing line first in my age group bloody streamers coming i'm talking about really realistically visualize what you're going to experience and you know let's say you're doing an ironman you're deep into that marathon those quiet parts of the marathon where you where all you all you're hearing is footsteps people breathing around you people breaking down around you um you need to visualize all that you need to visualize you know what things are going starting to go bad but you're keeping that you know, every you're feeling every footstep going from from your toe right up and but yet you're able to maintain good technique you try not to let that break down and um i do think visualizations so my mental strength is so important um but that but that's some of the boring stuff so let me head into the good stuff um i had a conversation with luke bell if i can name drop if i had the conversation about this with luke bell who's a super cool guy too by the way he um 
for those who are not sure who Luke Bell is, he was probably one of the world's good, world's best Ironman triathletes, half Ironman triathletes, for a few years. He was picked at one stage to to be um, favourite to win Kona. He was ne- never he never quite got there, but Jizzy had some battles. He had huge battles. His problem was he race. He was never afraid to race against the best. He always picked the races where it had the strongest field. His biggest problem was he used to races. He used to the races he would lose. He'd come second a lot, and generally the person coming first was either Craig Alexander or Chris McCormack. So it, it can be a bit tough. But he, he sent uh, my son Jack um, all sorts of good stuff, tri-kits, um, swim caps from Kona, and, he, and then he's ran into my son a few times. I was at, just last one, it was in January in Hobart. He was, it was at Cabri Marathon. For, he's, now, he's now retired, but he's now a, um, a manager for On Running Shoes. And so we saw him down there, and he got another photo with Jack, and there's a series of them. Jack, uh, he's getting older and Jack's getting bigger. <laughs> but he he told us all sorts of good stuff because he was being coached at the time when I was talking to him. Um, he was racing pro. He was getting coached by one of the old Team Sky coaches. And what they would do, because he was living in Melbourne um, and he was racing in a heated place because when he was younger, he used to travel all over, you know, chase summer all, all, all year round. And now when he had kids, it was got to live in melbourne and it gets cold in melbourne during winter and but he'd be flying off to asia to race over there and he'd be flying you know to kona after only preparing in melbourne so it it can be tough and what he would do um is put in you know those urns um that you see you see at ladies bingos and stuff where they can make their little cup of coffees and stuff like that and have a cuppa and um he'd get an urn and stick it stick it in um in a bathroom, turn that on so it would be steaming um, the whole time. Put the bathroom lights on, and he would ride right in there, um, to, just to create heat and humidity in the same thing. There's also other tips you can do. You can do that in the laundry. You just chuck a wet towel in your dryer and and start riding with the door shut in there. You soon, you know, cook your head real quick in that. Um, you can do um, over overdress. There's you know old blogs on Lionel Sanders' um, blog where he he'd be running in warm days and he'd be wearing tracksuit pants and tracksuit tops with a hoodie and stuff like that, like he's a bloody boxer trying to cut weight. Um, there's that. There's you know do saunas. Um, another good thing is after a, a straight after a session, jumping into a really 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 hot bath. Um, a rule of thumb there is if your skin's you know not getting second degree burning, it's probably not hot enough. Um, which before anyone does that, I'm joking. And um, so there there are are ways to to do it. It's it's but it really does come around to that um, mental capability. And as as Luke Bell was actually telling us, um, with with. Do it right. Doing his indoor training on the in his bathroom with the the heat lamps on and the urn boiling over, it it teaches your body to sweat it, sweat it differently. Um, that's what he was using it more. It does a little bit for you know adapting to the heat, but it mostly you don't sweat as much, and that's what he was, uh, and you don't lose as much sodium. Um, so that's what he was trying to 
portrayed the most. So it was it was some good stuff. I once he started giving throwing out some knowledge, I just sat under his little tree and said, "And what about this? And what about that?" And and, and then my son would interrupt by something saying something stupid. I think I'm like, "Quiet, I'm learning." Anyway, if you guys have any other questions, jump on through to the website trainsmove.com. Until next episode, hooroo.